Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Time now for Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. It's a natural. Brought to you by your good friends at Guatney, Buick GMC, and North Little Rock. For the latest happenings from the Arkansas Outdoors, here are your hosts, Ray Tucker and Brian Hendricks, outdoor editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Now this is the kind of weather I've been wanting. Uh, upper 80s, 90 degrees. Um, feel sorry for the folks out west that are burning up. Uh, we're very fortunate here in Arkansas. About every third day we've been getting rain. Uh, made for great fishing across our state in the rivers and streams, got them up, whatever. And so anyway, uh, we're, our topic tonight, we're going to talk about trout fishing, particularly on the Little Red River, and talk about brown trout. And we are delighted to have in the studio with us Dr. Steve Lockman and Derek Owens. Uh, Steve, b- both of them are at the University of Arkansas at, at Pine Bluff. Uh, almost said University of Arkansas, Little Rock, since I'm tied to them and do their broadcast. Anyway, you guys did a study, and it's been a lengthy study. Derek and I were visiting Steve before you got here, and this has been going on for over five years. Uh, if you would, Brian, take a, look, take a little history as far as the brown trout in Arkansas are concerned. Uh, you and I texted a little earlier. Uh, brown trout in Arkansas are, are not native, and they the fish hatcheries started producing them, and they said brown trout would not reproduce in, in the Little Red River. And let's take, take it from there, Steve Lockman. So, surprise, surprise, they did. Uh, they seemed to find everything they needed to reproduce in the Little Red. And the Little Red is so special because it is the only place in Arkansas where the brown trout reproduce enough on their own that it does not require the agency to stock fish to maintain a really, really nice brown trout fishery. And that makes the Little Red extra special. The, the goal of this uh, experiment you all did, or uh, I won't call it an experiment, that was not, that, the study you did. Well, that's, that, uh, we, it, it, it wasn't really an experiment because we didn't have trials and controls, but Derek certainly went out and studied the heck out of the Little Red River. So uh, there was some concern uh, expressed by anglers that the spawning in the Little Red River was happening at a few very particular places and that fishing fishermen activity on those places might put that spawn at risk. If you have too many people walking on mm-hmm. the gravel bars where these fish are spawning, you might on disrupt the, that spawning behavior. On the, on the reds. And so, well, now, Derek, you want to tell everybody what a red <laughs> is? Because I, I tell a funny story. I told Derek that everybody should know what a red is because uh, we went and talked at a fisheries professional meeting. And the first question he got after he gave his presentation was, what's a red? So we stop every time we talk about this and make sure everybody knows what a red, R-E-D-D, red is. What is it, Derek? Right, so a red is another word for a spawning nest. And the way these brown trout or trout in general create reds is they find an area that's a has what we call suitable microhabitat characteristics. And we'll talk about those suitable conditions here in a moment, I'm sure. But they will find that location and the female brown trout will turn on her side and begin to rapidly strike the bottom of the river where the gravel is with her caudal fin. Now that's also called a tail fin or a tail or whatever, but uh, so she'll rapidly strike that surface and the water velocity will actually carry the substrate particles or the rocks directly downstream. And that forms what we call a pit. 
And that's basically an indention in the bottom of the river. And the male brown trout will come in and she will deposit her eggs in the pit. The male will fertilize those eggs. The male will leave or she'll chase him away if he doesn't leave soon enough. And then she will use the same motion and she will cover up those eggs with rocks that are directly upstream from the original pit she dug. Um, and it's not all the eggs can be laid in one particular pit sometimes. Sometimes they're laid in multiple pockets throughout a red. A red can be two or three feet long and just a couple feet wide, or it can be seven to ten feet long and five to six feet wide and have multiple locations throughout it where she laid eggs. She can lay up to 3,000 eggs in one red. So does a brown trout spawn lay eggs more than once a year or no? Uh, they may choose to create a separate red, um, and, you know, they may not expel every single one of their eggs. Um, it is possible. Uh, I have read a little bit in the literature about trout um, not being at the right location or not, you know, being perhaps at the right time. One of those microhabitat characteristics is off and they realize that it's not a good place to spawn, so they might try somewhere else. But generally, that spawning season is going to be from early October to late January. Yes. And, and the anglers understand this because the fish are at places where they can access them. And everybody knows this, so everybody fishes in the middle of the spawning season. Well, you can imagine a bunch of guys in waders tromping around on this gravel that has these eggs deposited beneath them. If you stomp on them too much, you can kill them. Right. And the anglers were really concerned that there was too much activity on one or two really pivotal shoals in the tailwater. And that if the Game and Fish Commission didn't close those, those, those shoals to spawning during the spawn, that you would get a collapse of the trout fishery. And we didn't really know how and when and where the trout spawned in that 30-mile stretch of river. And that's what Derek, that's the question that Derek answered by spending a lot of time out on the river. The one question I have is there's gravel, there's, there's places all over that river. What makes one suitable, one exceptional, and others not? All right, so what we found is that um, what our study, part of what it concluded whenever we went out, is we found several reds in the 2019-2020 spawning season. And we looked at about 145 of them. And what we did is, what I mentioned earlier, is we measured microhabitat characteristics. We looked at depth, velocity, temperature, dissolved oxygen, and substrate particles. Uh, we also measured length and width of reds, but that's not relevant to specifically why a brown trout chose that location. But what we found is that depth, velocity, and substrate size, or individual rocks, were the three driving microhabitat characteristics and where they chose to spawn. So if you have locations that have maybe two of those three, they may try to spawn there, but it's not what you would consider to be an ideal location. An ideal location would be a area that has water depths of roughly a foot to a foot and a half, you have water velocities that are roughly a foot per second. Uh, literature says brown trout like to spawn in waters that are a foot per second or greater. Um, and so a foot per second, just to give you an idea, 
as Steve likes to say, is about as fast as a baby crawls. Because uh, an average person walks, you know, two, three miles an hour. So about as fast as a baby crawls. And then you're also looking at substrate particles that are between half an inch and two and a half inches that are the ideal gravel size. And so those are really what brown trout are looking for in order to be able to spawn. Now, those are what we found to be the driving factors, but those are also what other studies around the world found to be the driving factors as well. And these are streams that brown trout are native to, so over in Europe, and they, they're naturally spawning. And they, uh, these are also systems that are tailwater and non-tailwater systems. So basically what the brown trout are looking for in the Little Red River is the same thing that brown trout are looking for everywhere in the world. And correct me on this because I, I watched a video on YouTube that you hold, did a presentation with the Arkansas fly fishers uh, out at the Game and Fish and you, you've done one in Heaver Springs. That the, the size of the gravel has something to do with it also because the female has to move it with her tail and Am yes. I correct on that? Yes, that is absolutely correct. So first and foremost, she has to be able to move the gravel. And if you don't have any current in the water, whatever disturbed particles that she dislodges off the bottom of the river, they're not going to be able to be carried downstream. They're just going to, you know, kind of jiggle around in the bottom of the river and not really do anything. So you have to have that velocity to be able to carry it downstream. But also at the same time, it has to be substrate particles that can be moved by a brown trout and if they're too large she can't possibly move them i just told brian we had a minute to break and here we are all right we're visiting with Derek owens and dr steve lockman from university of arkansas at pine bluff talking about brown trout habitat and etc back in a mo- with more in just a moment said it would never happen again. Others say it can't be done. But during this month's spring super sale, Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their used car prices out of lockdown. Call 501-945-4444. For the first time in over a year, Guadney Buick GMC is actually adjusting their used car pricing down before other dealers are even thinking about it. Save thousands on late model, low mileage, pre-owned inventory. Call 501-945-4444. Prefer new? Get 0% on all Buick SUVs and most GMCs in stock. It's Guadney Buick GMC's spring super sale. Come take advantage of the very first used car markdowns in over a year. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com or in person at 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock next to Sam's. 501-945-4444. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. This is Sterling from Center Ridge, here to tell all you fishermen out there, before you head to your favorite fishing hole, whether it be Grizz Ferry, Nate Conway, Nate Maumelle, Nimrod, or the river, there's only one place for you. It's Double B's. You can get your fresh Double B's coffee, Little Debbie snack cakes, Lay's potato chips, fountain drinks, energy drinks, food from the deli, or any other of your daily needs. It's your one-stop shop. It's where you can guess it, grab it, and go. It's Double B's. Hi, Ray Tucker for Arch Marine in North Little Rock. I've been asked to spread the good news. While many businesses struggle to find inventory, the friendly folks at Arch Marine just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Outdoor Motors, the best on the market. Why are they considered the very best? They're reliable. 
maintenance-free, lightweight, and carry a five-year standard warranty. Zip along with class with your new Tuhatso Outdoor Motor from Arch Marine and North Little Rock. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, for Phillips with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters 2. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved why not hit the waterways this spring in style with a new Tuhatso outboard motor from Arch Marina North Little Rock. Arch just received a big shipment of Tuhatso Motors, the most reliable and maintenance-free motor on the market. Tuhatso Motors come with a five-year standard warranty. The 9.8 and 20 horsepower are the lightest outboards in their class. A large displacement creates outstanding power. Want to be the envy of other fishermen? Stop by Arch Marina North Little Rock. They'll send you out in style. Make the switch today to Triple S Alarm and have your security monitored by Arkansans right here in Arkansas. Go to store.triplesalarm.com. That's store.triplesalarm.com. spelled out alarm.com. If you need help selecting the package that would best suit your needs, give us a call. We are here to help you. Triple S Alarm. Here in Arkansas, for all of Arkansas. Triple S Alarm. Folks, legal, uh, excuse me, legalized sports betting took a major step over the weekend. Boy, did it ever with the arrival of BetSaracen.com. Yes, the app is up and running, meaning you can wager on live sporting events on your mobile devices. The wager has, uh, has to be placed while one is in the boundaries of the state of Arkansas, and one must be 21 years of age to place a wager. Why not give it your best shot as Major League Baseball is in full swing? No pun intended. NBA and the NHL playoffs are going on. That's BetSaracen.com. And there's more good news. As an introductory offer, Saracen will match your initial deposit app of $500. And if Major League Baseball, NBA, or National Hockey League doesn't interest you, then you can use the money later on. You get all the details from the app. So why not download it today? And believe me, it is as simple as going to the app store and typing in BetSaracen.com. One can't bet, excuse me, one can't beat free wagering uh, funds. That's BetSaracen.com. And don't forget about the Toyota they're giving away in the month of May. So that's BetSaracen.com. All right, we're back with Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors, and we're visiting with Steve Lockman, Dr. Steve Lockman, professor at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff of uh, the Aquaculture and Fisheries Department, and Derek Owens, graduate student and research assistant and uh, they've done some landmark research on brown trout in the Little Red River. And uh, one thing that we were talking about during the break was, you know, whether or not uh, brown trout in, in river systems like that return to the same spawning areas, you know, the sp- like 
the trout that was spawned on Cow Shoals, does that trout return to the same place? That's a that's a reasonable question um, because everybody knows that salmon go to the ocean and come back to their natal um, natal stream. We don't think that there's anything particular about the olfactory cues on cow shoals compared to any other shoal that would particularly attract fish from that shoal back to that shoal. Look, the water coming out of that tailwater is moving pretty quickly down right. the dam. And the, you know, the, the likelihood that any particular shoal has a unique olfactory characteristic when the water's moving that fast just isn't likely. But having said that, it is entirely possible that the fish that spawn on cow shoals or any other shoal for that matter are fish that have spawned there multiple times in the past. And the reason I say that is because some of the other work we've done tagging fish and recapturing them has suggested to us that the fish, uh, the brown trout in Greer's Ferry tailwater don't move around a lot. Now, by move around a lot, I mean we catch them and we put a tag in them. This is called a passive integrated transponder. But for you and me, it's the chip that they would put inside your new puppy at the vet if you, to make sure that if it got lost, it came back to you. But we do that with brown trout. In fact, we've done that with about 4,500 brown trout over the last three years. And as you sample for more, occasionally you will recapture a fish you've caught before. And you wave a wand over it and it tells you, yes, this is a fish you've seen before. Here's where you tagged it. Here's when you tagged it. And we can compare the location that we tagged it to the location that we recaptured it. And you know what? When you do that, these fish really aren't moving more than about a half a mile. On average, we recaptured them within a half a mile of where we originally tagged them. So having said that, if a fish isn't moving more than a mile to a half a mile to a mile, and it's found a good spawning shoal, it may well go back to that shoal year after year to spawn. Uh, you're talking about spawn. So, so as a fisherman, I'm thinking here, sitting here thinking, okay, I just missed the big brown. Now, is it all likelihood I can go back and find him cl close to that spot? <laughs> Derek? Derek, what do you think? <laughs> uh, well, it depends. Um, sometimes sometimes you, you, you hear people talk about seeing the same fish again. Um a lot of times if you hook a fish, and, and it's not necessarily specific to trout, but a lot of times if you hook a fish, they tend to kind of wisen up, it seems like. You, you hear all these people talk about, oh, well, my lures that, you know, you know lures over time don't work for fish anymore. They, they get used to seeing some of the same things. Um, so if they see something that bit them once, there's a good chance they might not want to get bit again. But that's not to say that it doesn't happen. People do sometimes catch fish that they've caught before or catch fish that they've seen before. Um, but Ray, one of the things that I, I should mention is while most of the fish don't move very much, as brown trout get larger and older, they begin to focus more on eating fish rather than insect larvae. And those fish get what we call, they become nomadic, okay? They're nomad. 
And we do, of the few fish that moved around a lot, one fish that we caught in one end of the tailwater moved 15 to 20 miles, and, re and we recaptured that particular fish at the other end of the tailwater, and that fish was about a five and a half pound brown trout. So while most of them aren't moving, and while you might be able to go catch that big one that you missed where it is, one of the things we see is the older and larger fish are, brown trout are, the more likely they are to move around a bit more. And they're probably looking for a nice rainbow to eat. Yeah, they like that's that's why we love rainbow trout colored jerk baits. <laughs> There's a good reason for that, especially in the tailwater of the Little Red River. All right, we'll take a pause. We're visiting with Dr. Steve Lockman and Derek Owens from the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Some very interesting stuff, uh, talking about brown trout and various things. And Bob, uh, research has been going on for five and a half years, a little bit longer. And we'll have more facts and figures for you when we come back. They said it would never happen again. Others say it can't be done. But during this month's spring super sale, Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their used car prices out of lockdown. Call 501-945-4444. For the first time in over a year, Guadney Buick GMC is actually adjusting their used car pricing down before other dealers are even thinking about it. Save thousands on late model, low mileage, pre-owned inventory. Call 501-945-4444. Prefer new? Get 0% on all Buick SUVs and most GMCs in stock. It's Guadney Buick GMC's spring super sale. Come take advantage of the very first used car markdowns in over a year. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com or in person at 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock next to Sam's. 501-945-4444. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Hey, it's daybreak. The fog is lifting. You hear that splash? Yeah, I heard it, but where is it coming from? It's a big one. I think it's about 50 yards from us. <laughs> Don't let the big ones get away. Come see us at Arts Marina Northwood Rock. We have a service department that is second to none. Plus, we just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu, the best outdoor motor on the market. They're maintenance-free, lightweight, powerful, and carry a standard five-year warranty. Arts Marine, come see us. You'll get hooked. Do you need the peace of mind that your home is safe when you are not there? Let Triple S Alarm Company give that to you. Call them today, 501-664-4559. Triple S Alarm can monitor your home security from their headquarters in Little Rock. You will have the peace of mind that your home is being monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week in Arkansas by Arkansans. That's Triple S Alarm. Here in Arkansas, for all of Arkansas, Triple S Alarm. They said it would never happen again. Others say it can't be done. But during this month's spring super sale, Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their used car prices out of lockdown. Call 501-945-4444. For the first time in over a year, Watney Buick GMC is actually adjusting their used car pricing down. 
before other dealers are even thinking about it. Save thousands on late model, low mileage, pre-owned inventory. Call 501-945-4444. Prefer new? Get 0% on all Buick SUVs and most GMCs in stock. It's Guadney Buick GMC's Spring Super Sale. Come take advantage of the very first used car markdowns in over a year. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com or in person at 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock next to Sands. 501-945-4444. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Cards issued by Celtic Bank member FDIC. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's credit cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 3.3% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash sports, ramp.com slash sports, ramp.com slash sports. Welcome back to Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. It's a natural coming to you live from our Guatney Buick GMC studios here at 1037 The Buzz. Uh, we're having a deep, deep conversation, kind of. Uh, Dr. Steve Lockman, Derek Owens uh, were part of a, a team that uh, did extensive study on the brown trout on the Little Red River. Uh, Christy Graham with Game and Fish was very much involved in this, Steve. Uh, Christy and the trout program uh, biologists were right out there with us shoulder to shoulder through most of this uh, work. There are things, pieces of equipment, for example, that they have, and we could not have done the work without their cooperation and their participation. When we were, you know, talking about, we've been, all right, take two. <laughs> we've been dabbling a little bit in point here and there. Uh, what, what's the executive summary of this project? So, the impetus for this project was to find out just how special cow shoals was and whether it needed extra regulations. You know, it's already got that you can't fish right. 30 minutes after sunset to 30 minutes before sunrise. Uh, that's a regulation that doesn't exist on any other shoals, and there was a push for even more, maybe even closing that shoal. And the bottom line is we found fish spawning on, Derek, 27 different shoals. 27 different shoals, 2,417 individual reds. And cow shoals was not among the top six shoals getting brown trout spawning attention. Repeat that a little bit louder, please. So cow <laughs> shoals was not among the top six spawning shoals. Now, you know, there's no... If, if, if everybody demands that you protect that shoal, you can protect it. But, but that shoal is not the only reason that there's a self-sustaining brown trout population in the tailwaters below Greer's Ferry. So are there other shoals that need to be protected then? 
That's a good question. If there's 27 different shoals and that makes up maybe 30% of the river miles, I don't see why you would concern yourself over a mile or two. And by that, I mean, if you really wanted to, to close a shoal, I don't think you hurt anything but the angling opportunities right. by doing so. Now, Derek, I, I recall uh, you, you working on a map, and I, I remember the red line down through there. What, what was that all about? So the map that we showed at a previous meeting uh so what we did is we mapped the entire river uh all 30 miles from the dam all the way to the 305 bridge and when i say map uh that's a just a real short way of saying we used a hummingbird helix 12 we went out and used side scan sonar imagery whenever they were fully generating so that we were able to have depths deep enough to be able to get a good image of the entire bottom of the river all the way from the dam to the 305 and what we've done is we've taken those side scan sonar images, we've put them into a program called ArcMap. And with ArcMap, I've put a five yard by five yard grid over the entire tailwater. It's broken up into pieces because it's really large files, but with that grid, I'm, I'm able to assign each cell of the grid a certain color. And that color represents what structure or substrate type makes up the majority of that five yard by five yard area. So like the image we showed at Cow Shoals, they spawn at the top of Cow Shoals and they spawn at the bottom of Cow Shoals. Well, the big surprise is that's the only places that have gravel that are the suitable size for brown trout to be able to spawn. All throughout the middle, I would say two thirds of the shoal, if not a little bit more, is mostly cobble and boulders. Uh, there's also some vegetation mixed in there. There's also a lot of cobble that has vegetation growing on it. Um, and so whenever you look at those cells, it may say that there's only a certain structure or substrate type there whenever there is other structure or substrate type. It's just whatever makes up the majority of that cell. But the big take home is that there's not a whole lot of suitable spawning substrate in cow shoals anymore. At one time, there may have been a lot more. Uh, the, this river does change at more so at, a, I would say, an accelerated rate because of the generation water you get. But that was a question I was going to ask you, too, is did you notice during the research uh, varying levels of productivity? Did you see spikes? Are you seeing any gradual declines that look sustained? Or There were some locations that... Um, now, I, I I'll start by saying we had a very hard time being able to collect right. data that we collected because generation water makes it to where you can't get out in the river. Whenever they're generating two units, you may you may have a shoal that is normally a foot or less deep becomes six or seven or more feet deep and can carry you away faster than you can even blink. Um, so we obviously aren't looking for brown trout reds in those conditions. And so at base flow... That's when we're out looking for them. But yes, there were certain locations, say between 2019 and 2020, and I'm going to say this because it was specific times of the year whenever we come back to that place the same time the following year, we had different numbers of reds. I'm not saying that that place didn't produce the same number of reds because halfway through the season, they started generating a lot in the morning, made it to where we couldn't look at the top half of the river very well, safely. And so... 
I'm not positive on certain locations just exactly how many reds there were in the 2019-2020 season. All I can say is that if you look at a specific time period between the two years, say the first four sample mm -hmm. periods, we had nearly 10 times as many reds in 2020 and 2021 as we did the previous year. So we had about 68 in the first four time periods uh, in the entire tailwater. Well, in 2020 and 2021, we had something like 650. So spawning does vary on that basis uh, in terms of the number of reds from year to year. What was not different between the two years was the proportion of those reds. So the percent of those reds throughout that time period, in those first four time periods, if you took the number of reds between the two and you turn it into percentage based on each of those two-week sample periods, the first four two-week time periods, the actual graph looks very, very, very similar. So while the number of reds per year might be different, the actual proportion of where those reds ended up in those first four time periods really wasn't that different between the two years. And guys, it's a bell curve. So for your anglers who want to know when the peak of the spawn is, it's probably going to be the first couple of weeks in November. November through December. The actual peak itself is the first half of December Okay, it's for the 2020-2021 season. All right. A red, uh, how many eggs are deposited in a red, would you say? Uh, according to literature, um, they can deposit up to 3,000 eggs in a red. Like I think I mentioned earlier, uh, they might not all be in one particular location within a red. They can be in multiple locations. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't have a, a low-end estimate, but I would say, you know, somewhere between 500 and 3,000, depending on whether they really like that location or not. What percentage of a spawn will survive? That's a – well, if you look at fisheries in general – a really good number would be something like, what, 2 to 5% um, oh, wow. if you're lucky. Um, it, it's extremely variable. Uh, you know, one year could be great. Um, one year could be horrible if you have really high flows and makes it to where brown trout can't create reds. Mm -hmm. um, then obviously you're going to have a really low spawn. Um, but if you also have years where there's not a whole lot of generation water because the core doesn't have a demand for the power or something like that, you could run into issues of low oxygen. You don't typically see this low oxygen issue during the spawning season because temperatures start to cool off. Cold water holds on to oxygen much better than hot water does. And that's what's great about the tailwater is it's cold year round. But, you know, I don't have an exact number for that. We haven't looked at that. But, 2 percent would be great. <laughs> but if but. you if you did a little math, 2400 reds. Thank you. 3000 eggs per red. Right. And 5% of them live. If only 5% of them lived, that would be a lot of brown trout in a 30-mile stretch of the river. Right. So yeah, I think at one time I calculated it up. If it was half the reds had eggs that survived and half of what, you know, if you had that 2 to 5%, I want to say it was something along the lines of like 180,000 fish or something like that in the 30 miles, which is, which is a, whole, a lot of fish. That's much higher 
than most other places. Yes. One final question. That's that's your that's your survival. What percentage of those will recruit? That's a good question. I don't know that I have a good answer. And I but did I it again. Guess, <laughs> I would guess about. I, I, I would guess another five percent of those five percent. Okay. I guess I'm going to have to give me a red flag. Wait a it, Brian. That's a running joke with us. So, Anyway, we're enjoying this conversation. Hope you folks are, too. We'll be back with more from Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. They said it would never happen again. Others say it can't be done. But during this month's spring super sale, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their used car prices out of lockdown. Call 501-945-4444. For the first time in over a year, Guadney Buick GMC is actually adjusting their used car pricing down before other dealers are even thinking about it. Save thousands on late model, low mileage, pre-owned inventory. Call 501-945-4444. Prefer new? Get 0% on all Buick SUVs and most GMCs in stock. It's Guadney Buick GMC's spring super sale. Come take advantage of the very first used car markdowns in over a year. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com or in person at 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock next to Sam's. 501-945-4444. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Hi, Ray Tucker for Arch Marine in North Little Rock. I've been asked to spread the good news. While many businesses struggle to find inventory, the friendly folks at Arch Marine just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Outdoor Motors, the best on the market. Why are they considered the very best? They're reliable, maintenance-free, lightweight, and carry a five-year standard warranty. Zip along with class with your new Tuhatsu Outdoor Motor from Arch Marine and North Little Rock. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, or Phillips with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters 2. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. This is Sterling from Center Ridge, here to tell all you fishermen out there, before you head to your favorite fishing hole, whether it be Grizz Ferry, Lake Conway, Lake Maumelle, Nimrod, or the river, there's only one place for you. It's Double B's. You can get your fresh Double B's coffee, Little Debbie snack cakes, Lay's potato chips, fountain drinks, energy drinks, food from the deli, or any other of your daily needs. It's your one-stop shop. It's where you can guess it, grab it and go. It's Double B's. They said it would never happen again. Others say it can't be done. But during this month's spring super sale, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their used car prices 
out of lockdown. Call 501-945-4444. For the first time in over a year, Guadney Buick GMC is actually adjusting their used car pricing down before other dealers are even thinking about it. Save thousands on late model, low mileage, pre-owned inventory. Call 501-945-4444. Prefer new? Get 0% on all Buick SUVs and most GMCs in stock. It's Guadney Buick GMC's Spring Super Sale. Come take advantage of the very first used car markdowns in over a year. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com or in person at 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock next to Sam's. 501-945-4444. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Red Talkers Arkansas Outdoors with Dr. Steve Lockman, professor at the University of Pine Bluff in the Aquaculture and Fisheries Department, and Derek Owens, graduate student research assistant. They have are wrapping up uh, some, some important research on the Little Red River and brown trout. And we kind of touched on during the break probably the most uh, contentious issue on the Little Red about brown trout growth and what can and should be done and not done to get better growth rates. Okay, so <laughs> some of the work that we did... Hang in there, Dirk. <laughs> so, some of the work that we did allowed us to estimate growth rates of brown trout on the Little Red River. And, and Ray, like you said, you get big brown trout on the White River. I think you have more brown trout on the Little Red River, and their growth rate is about an inch a year. And if you look at growth rates of brown trout in other systems elsewhere, it's about two inches a year. So I had to tell the Game and Fish Commission and the anglers who would listen, the trout are growing slow. And the first question everybody asks is the same question you ask. Well, what do you do about that? Now, there's, you know, <laughs> first and second laws of thermodynamics. You can't create energy from nothing, okay? Um, so you can either find more food for the fish that's there, which is an, a, ch a challenge given that it's a tailwater. It's a moving system. Like I said before, it's not like you're fertilizing Uncle Joe's farm pond and the fertilizer can stay there and develop a big bloom of plankton that goes up the food chain so that you get faster growth of brown trout. That's not happening because the water is moving. And an alternative to trying to create a bigger basement of the food web is to decrease the number of brown trout in the tailwater. And the, one of the ways to do that is to harvest them. Now, I realize that trout anglers are very conservation-oriented. Bless them. I support them. They don't want to harvest fish, but they want more bigger brown trout. Well, that's a management conundrum. And in most systems, what the manager would tell the angler is, you have to harvest some small fish so that the food that is there is feeding fewer mouths so that everybody can grow faster. That's the science that says maybe you should have fewer brown trout so that you get more bigger brown trout. You mentioned something about the game and fish actually uh, stocking fewer rainbow trout. Yeah, so yes, uh, in the past couple of years, uh, the Game and Fish Commission has stocked fewer rainbow trout in uh, the Greer's Ferry tailwater. Now, there was two reasons for that. One of them 
was because there has been a fish health issue at the Spring River Hatchery, and they have been producing fewer rainbow trout. So every tailwater in the state probably got fewer rainbow trout than they had before this disease issue in the Spring River Hatchery. But also, the anglers and the trout management program got together and decided they would try to see if trout grew faster by stocking fewer rainbow trout in Greer's Ferry tailwater. It didn't work. <laughs> they have stocked fewer trout and you didn't see a big bump in the growth rate. Now, because why? Well, <laughs> this is a speculation, okay? Yeah. I do not have the evidence. I merely posit this as a hypothetical because we know there are so many trout in that 30 mile tailwater. If you had, hypothetically, 10 times too many trout in that tailwater to get brown trout to grow two inches a year, and you took away half of them, you would still have five times too many trout in the tailwater to get the brown trout to grow two inches a year. And I don't think we know exactly how much food there is and exactly how many fewer fish you would need to get brown trout to grow two inches a year. I've heard, I've heard it twice. Now, now the trout program is getting ready to go into a cycle where they will create a new trout, sorry, a new tailwater management plan. And so they listen to the questions the public has. And I have explicitly heard your question asked by anglers to the trout program at least twice, and that is, how do we address the slow growth issue? And is it a problem of having not enough food or too many mouths to feed? All right. The other part of that, we, we talk about sociological and biological issues and, and resource management. And it looks like what fisheries managers here are running into is a sociological barrier. So there are a lot of things on which management decisions are based. Admittedly, some of them are, are economic, some of them are political, many of them are sociological. And if you asked a hundred trout anglers in the state of Arkansas who fish the Greer's Ferry tailwater, do you want to catch more fish or bigger fish? You would probably get um, an equal number that answered yes to those and another third that would say, no, no, we want more fish and bigger fish, right. which is theoretically not possible. Right. Uh, I guess the, the, the question I'm asking is, at what point do you have to overcome the barrier of anglers not actually being partners in, in, in helping to manage a better fishery? That's, a, that's an interesting question. I think that every trout angler that I have spoken with personally, and Derek, you've probably spoken to twice as many while you were out on the river doing your work, they are all genuinely interested Concerned. in the benefit of the resource. Right. But there is not always an agreement about what the nature of that trout fishery should be. There are people that are used to putting corn on the end of a hook and catching a rainbow trout, and they think I should be able to catch brown trout the same way. Right. right. These brown trout are wild. They weren't raised in a hatchery. They didn't have food rained on their head for the first, what, 11 months of their life. Right. And it is not as easy to catch brown trout as it is to catch rainbow trout. 
So a lot of people think there aren't a lot of brown trout in the tailwater simply because it's harder to fish for a brown trout than it is for a rainbow. You know, we we hit, we run, got one minute. Brian. One minute, okay. We run into a lot of the same issues in deer management, for example. The amount, uh, the ability of the habitat to carry that population of a deer population in a given area. And we're really just talking about a micro example of the same thing. We are absolutely talking about the same thing. I like to use a managed forest analogy where you have to have a forester go in and trim some of the small trees to make room for the bigger trees to grow better. So we just went through that when we were on a tour with the Game and Fish yeah, uh, in the forest and talking about flooded timber. In regard to ducks. Yes. I mean, you know, it doesn't, you, you can carve out whatever part of the resource yeah. you want to talk about, but really it comes down to the same questions. And, and that question is a sociological question, as you pointed out. Derek and I like to think we're scientists, and so we can tell you the facts, but we can't tell you the management decision. That's between the public and the, and the managers. Right. So, you know, we'll come back with uh, some more questions to wrap this up uh, a little bit later uh, on the other side of the break. But it's a fascinating topic, and I know everybody in our listening area is really interested in this. And, Derek, I've got questions for you about the Little Red River and the condition of it and the changes you've you've seen in the years you've been doing this. Back with the final segment of Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. Eamon Poole having the weather forecast. We'll come back. They said it would never happen again. Others say it can't be done. But during this month's spring super sale, Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their used car prices out of lockdown. Call 501-945-4444. For the first time in over a year, Watney Buick GMC is actually adjusting their used car pricing down before other dealers are even thinking about it. Save thousands on late model, low mileage, pre-owned inventory. Call 501-945-4444. Prefer new? Get 0% on all Buick SUVs and most GMCs in stock. It's Guadney Buick GMC's spring super sale. Come take advantage of the very first used car markdowns in over a year. Shop GuadneyBuickGMC.com or in person at 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock next to Sam's. 501-945-4444. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Why not hit the waterways this spring in style with a new Tuhatso outboard motor from Arch Marina North Little Rock. Arch just received a big shipment of Tuhatso motors, the most reliable and maintenance-free motor on the market. Tuhatso motors come with a five-year standard warranty. The 9.8 and 20 horsepower are the lightest outboards in their class. A large displacement creates outstanding power. Want to be the envy of other fishermen? Stop by Arch Marina North Little Rock. They'll send you out in style. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four fill 
Phillips with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2, only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters 2, your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Cards issued by Celtic Bank member FDIC. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's credit cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 3.3% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P.com slash sports. Hey, it's daybreak. The fog is lifting. You hear that splash? Yeah, I heard it, but where is it coming from? It's a big one. I think it's about 50 yards from us. Don't let the big ones get away. Come see us at Arts Marina Northwood Rock. We have a service department that is second to none. Plus, we just received a big shipment of two hot suits, the best outdoor motor on the market. They're maintenance-free, lightweight, powerful, and carry a standard five-year warranty. Arts Marine, come see us. You'll get hooked. We are back with our final segment of Rick Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. Continue visiting with Dr. Steve Lockman from UA Pine Bluff and Derek Owens from UA Pine Bluff. Damon Poole. Summertime, summertime in Arkansas. What does that mean? Mostly uh, sunny skies during the day, mostly clear nights. Overnight lows near 70 with highs near 93. The afternoon heat index near 98 degrees through Thursday night. A cold front moves in for the weekend with scattered showers and thunderstorms. A couple of those could be strong through Saturday night with widely scattered showers and thunderstorms ending up the weekend for Sunday and Sunday night. This will cool us back down. Overnight lows over the weekend near 65 and highs near 85. So get ready for summer weather. Check the latest before you get out and enjoy and keep those hot temperatures in mind. All right. Thanks, Big D. All right. Uh, Derek Owens, I asked you this question during the break. I said I was going to. Uh, you've been on the Little Red now doing research for five and a half months, going on six years. What's the biggest find and the biggest change you've seen there? So I guess the biggest find, uh, I guess, would, would kind of echo what we mentioned earlier about or that we talked about earlier. Uh, brown trout spawn anywhere in the tailwater that conditions are suitable for them to spawn in uh there's not really one particular place throughout the tailwater that brown trout spawn in they spawned at 27 shoals throughout the tailwater uh and we found a total of 2417 reds at 27 different shoals um i guess probably some of the biggest change i've seen uh there has been several shoals even in the even in the uh, i guess three and a half years that i've been doing what I've been doing here, 
there's several shoals that have a lot more siltation issues on them than what they had at one time. There's several tributaries that dump a lot of sedimentation issue, uh, d- dump a lot of sediment into the river. Um, also, it is a non-natural system. You have a dam up there that, whenever they generate, causes a lot of a, a lot of water velocity. So you have a lot of sediment moving around. Um, but that's probably the, been the biggest thing I've seen change, and, and it's been at a few places, say like Mossy, uh, or, uh, the Rainbow Island Shoal. There is a large area that's deposited up there that wasn't there when I first started. Mossy Catch and Release Shoal has a lot of sediment on it and a lot of vegetation on it. Vegetation kind of goes hand in hand with that sedimentation issues but also at the Beach Island area up below the dam as well. That's probably been the biggest change I've seen on the river since I've been out there. All right. We, we know during the warm summer months that uh, they generate more uh, for, the, for the power out, out west. Um, what, what do you foresee for uh, – I'm not Chuck Greer's Ferry to see what, what the level is. Are we going to see a lot of generation come up here? Or do you... uh, so currently, yes, uh, at least in the next couple months, I would say, because right now the lake is uh, between six and seven feet over, uh, six and a half to seven. So that's going to take quite a while to, to, to draw down back to the 462.54 elevation level that they typically keep it at in the summer. Um, that takes quite a while for a couple of reasons. One, just because on a good day, whenever they generate 24 hours a day, two units, you drop the lake down about a third of foot or so. But also you have other systems that water comes from on the White River. You have bull shoals. Uh, you and, and Bull Shoals is, is a large portion of it. It's got a very large watershed, but these other systems dump in water, and the Greer's Ferry tailwater dumps into that water that already come from those lakes upstream. And if you dump too much all at once from all these different reservoirs, you have flooding at locations downstream in the White River. So that can also be a large factor in why it takes so long for the water to come down, not to mention if it continues to rain, just as just as soon as you got rid of it, or if not sooner, you can fill it right back up. So do we need to nickname you Mr. Trout? Mm, I don't <laughs> know about that. But <laughs> uh, thank you for all, all the hard work you put in and the many, many hours. How many hours, you, how many hours Steve, do you think he spent on this? <laughs> Thousands? Yeah. Uh, I, I, in the thousands. I hope you got a lot of students like him. I hope I can get more students like him. Got- I, I but I hope I can finish this one soon. You know that yeah. that that paint by numbers exercise that he's doing with mapping the entire substrate of the thirty miles in five meter by five meter squares. That is hundreds of thousands of it's, individual cells. It's proving to take a little longer than we had anticipated, and we've tried to do this a little smarter. We've tried artificial intelligence and. A number of other uh, uh, approaches to doing this, and there's nothing like local knowledge. So Derek would rather just go in and turn each five meter by five meter square the color that he thinks it is. And when we're done, we'll have a big comprehensive map of the substrate. So he's not like some of my friends. He's not on the nine-year plan or anything like that. He better not be on the (laughs) nine-year plan. Real quick, you know, the science, the publication, all of that. How do do you uh, transpose that into a digestible 
a product that the public can learn something out of and turn it into something that everybody can help you manage. Five seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> five seconds. I do radio shows like this one. I do public meetings like the ones we've had at Little Rock and, and Greer's Ferry. Steve Lockwood, Derek Owens, thank you very much. I uh, told you guys this hour would fly by. We could probably sit here and shoot the bull all night. Went by fast. Had a total great time. Appreciate the invitation. We're available anytime you want to talk to us. All right, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next Monday night, 7 o'clock. Yeah.